Welcome to Grace Point Direct, a place that helps us all connect a little deeper into our church. I'm your host, Taylor Wood. The goal of each podcast is to not only inform about different things that we have happening as a church body, but also to dig a little deeper into the different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each Monday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when it hits. Also, jump into the App Store, download the spanking new Grace Point app. Andrew, thank you for that. Uh, where you'll uh, find up-to-date information on coming events, audio from Mike's latest sermons, and a place to send in prayer requests and connect with our pastoral staff. Also, eventually, this podcast will live on that app, and though, so you'll really need it in that way. Today, we've got episode number seven in our More Than a Minister series, where we get to know our staff in a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet, and I'm not sure if that, that, that'll be good or bad, this episode. I don't know. We, we're sitting with Andrew Brown. Um, yes. Um, as you can see, I don't know how it will be. Yeah, it's this. This could go very poorly. But episode seven, seven's my lucky number, and it's a perfect Bible number. Also, my birthday, May seventh. May seventh. So, just a note to all you listeners out there: Andrew's birthday, May seventh. I wish I had planned that, but the Holy Spirit did it. That's how it is. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. So a lot of you don't know, Andrew is in, is already a part of the show, kind of, because he and his crew of, uh, like, image-making people um, make all the graphics for the show, which I've gotten lots of comments about, actually. The show graphic is good. Well, way to go. I mean, that's that's a, a high school student named Gavin who's uh, yeah. he's kind of doing some internship school stuff, and yep. he's the one that designed the show art, so... Go Gavin. Yeah, go Gavin. He were uh, he has uh, some social stuff too. Like get on there. He has some has some of his art out there. So mm-hmm. go go support Gavin. Uh, welcome, man. I'm so happy to have you on. I have to say that to everyone. Yeah, um, you sound it. And I'm uh, <laughs> super. Andrew and I uh, have worked closely together for almost three years. You know, it's almost been three years. Is that right? That's right. Man, I think feels like I've known you for forever. But true. Well, we've we've known each other longer than three mm-hmm. years. That's right. But we've been working together for three years, Andrew and I, um, very closely. Um, and so this should feel a little different. The other people, I'm like friends with and I work with, but not like you. I don't know what to think about that, but yeah, I think that's right. You know, this this maybe this will feel a little more like sitting in a living room or with your boss. Yeah, or that. Yeah. It's so like I'm one, Taylor's one boss. One way or the other. Uh, you're, so, a, you're you're my boss, and how I say it to people is, well, on paper he's my boss, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if you know me, you know I'm very boss. So. <laughs> no, but in real life, he's my boss too. So, and the boss, and boss, and boss, all caps, mm-hmm. boss in general. Yep. So, uh, moving on, Andrew, um, tell us about your family. What interests you guys? Uh, you know what you do, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. So, um, so. I am married to my wife, Stephanie. We've been married for uh, just over 10 years. Uh, Steph grew up in Rogers. Uh, I grew up in Fayetteville, so we're we're very much local. Uh, we have a four-year-old girl. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name's Ellis. We adopted her four years ago, like a month after I came on staff at Grace Point. Right. Uh, and, I mean, Taylor, you know her. Uh, yes, I do. She is an animal. Yeah. So, uh, but she's so fun, so much personality. She owns the room. Oh, absolutely, and and always will. So yes. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's our family. We uh, we just like hanging out. You know, it's it's a lot of fun watching her grow up. Her and I pal around a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, on she's a daddy's girl. It seems oh, like absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So 
you know, that kind of stuff. We love uh, we love just hanging out in the area, going, finding different restaurants to eat at, you yeah. know. Uh, parks. We do a lot of parks these days. So The park is low-key the VIP of raising a kid. Oh, isn't absolutely. Because you're like, so good. It's, you don't have to do anything. You just bring your kid mm-hmm. to the park, but you've done this magnificent thing in their mind. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the, the minute that you say, hey, you want to go to the park? Oh, yeah. It's like, ah! You know, right, it's right, so right. incredible. So. Yes, absolutely. And, and it was all your idea. Right. Always. Yep. Um, so you are from this area, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk, talk to me about growing up. Uh, I've met your mom and your dad. That's right. Uh, Party Marty, which is an, he is an awesome guy. Um, tell us a little bit about your family growing up. Yeah. So, um, so I grew up in Fayetteville. We moved here when I was two, uh, and lived there up until the point that I came to Grace Point. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are awesome. They, they, uh, they're members of Grace Point. They're great. Uh, Party Marty, my dad, and my mom, whose name is also Stephanie. Uh, but nice. they're just incredible. They moved up here uh, over like a month ago. So yeah, that's kind of, oh gosh, I got like the burps here going on. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. I have, I'm the oldest of four. So I have twin brothers who are two years younger than me and then a little sister who's a year younger than them. Mm-hmm. So there's basically four of us in three years. Yeah. Uh, and Ooh. You know, like growing up, we all hated each other, uh, right. and it was just war all the time. <laughs> but it's really cool now because now, even though we're all kind of spread out around the country now, uh, we're all really, really close. So yeah. it's it's if you've got if you've got young kids who fight all the time, uh, just look forward to those days when they're adults because um, it's really cool how close we are. So yeah, yeah. So you are the oldest. Um, I've been asking everyone if we bump into young you on the playground at school, who do we bump into? What's the personality like? Who are we getting to play with? But you being the oldest kind of plays something into that. I would not actually peg you for an older child just with personality and stuff like that. So who do we bump into on the playground? Yeah. So like if we're if we're looking at like elementary school, Andrew, um, you're gonna bump into a a really short kid. Um, mm. I was ultra small. Uh, really pretty shy and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very much like the rule following kid, the kid that the teachers loved, yada, 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 yeah. you know? Right. Um, so I wasn't as loud and obnoxious as I am now, uh, which is a little <laughs> bit interesting, but, um, I'm just laughing yeah. because that's a joke. I'm not laughing in, in concurrence with what you said. <laughs> that's not, that's not me. At all. I didn't do that. Um, so, uh, that kind of kid first job, uh, <laughs> I feel like there's some interesting stories. Oh, my gosh. So my very first job was I worked at a doggy daycare place. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, oh, my gosh, it was awful. Um, so people, hold on, hold on. People have these images when they drop their dogs off mm. at these kennels and, or these places that, like, take care of their dog while they're out of town and stuff like that, right? Yeah. That's right. So they have these images, like, I'm dropping my – and they're going to, like, play with my dog and my dog's going to be, like – Give us the lowdown. I mean, you totally do. Like okay. that, you know. It's it's not like they're just we just like would throw them in a pen and and leave them there or anything. Right. And, and that's what that's why it was such a hard hard job, I guess. Uh, is that you're you're constantly going outside with dogs and into like a play area with right. dogs and throwing throwing like tennis balls and then having them bring them back all covered in slobber, like oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. You smell like dogs. Uh, yeah. You do a lot of uh, 
of uh, waste removal, oh. uh, if you will. So right, um, pooping, scooping. Yeah, pooper, scooping. Um, okay, let's let's push in. All right, Andrew, ah. uh, high school Andrew. Excuse me. Yes, high school Andrew. Um, talk about church involvement. How important was church to you guys? Um, you guys were a part of um, Central in Fayetteville. Um, you in school. I, I, you and I have similar ministry paths. Uh, where we didn't necessarily go to seminary or mm-hmm. a Bible college. You went to the U of A. I went to Henderson State. Um, and so talk about you in high school, the role that church played in your life, and then why didn't you go into some type of seminary? Did you e- Was vocational ministry even on your mind at that time to make that decision? Yeah, so um, so I, 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 uh, I came to know the Lord when I was in— um, like sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, that was kind of my story there. As I, as I moved through, uh, moved into junior high, like we got really connected in at central. That was right when we started. Um, that was, that was kind of like my first real memories of going to church was, was, uh, being there, being in the youth group, my youth pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, my youth, my youth pastor was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. a guy named Greg Gibson. Uh, I still meet with him every week right now. Uh, so right. just an incredible guy. And so I really connected well to him, like really closely to him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so that kind of really shaped like what I was doing. Um, right. once, I, once I moved into high school, uh, I was, I mean, it was basically like go to school, go hang out at church with Greg. You know, like right. that was, that was so much my life. Um Started doing, uh, I, I started leading worship when I was in 10th grade right. uh, for like little kids, elementary kids, uh, with my dad, with Party Marty, uh, <laughs> and getting all these little kids. Hold on, I, you never told me that Marty was involved in that. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We so. got to get Marty in the, in the room. Oh, the big my room goodness. Like, there's nothing like uh, like teaching a bunch of kids songs where you just yell and shout, <laughs> and uh, then you have a breakdown thing where you just go, Everyone yell, what's up, Party Marty? And all these little kids uh, like, what's up, Party Marty? Yeah, you know, so, dude. Uh, my, dad, my dad's a freak when it comes to, like, <laughs> like hanging out with, uh, you know, doing worship with kids. He's yeah. so good at it. Yeah. Um, but so I started, I started leading it there, and I started uh, and then moved into, like, doing it uh, yeah. in, in my youth group. Right. Uh, and it was probably, like, 10th or 11th grade when I was kind of – when I started to kind of sense, like, hey, maybe – Maybe I want to go into student ministry, and a yeah. lot of that was a lot of that that was like I just want to be like Greg, you know? Oh uh, um, yeah, absolutely. And and so even when it was time to like think about where I would go to college, mm-hmm. uh, I did. I looked at I, I got scholarships and stuff to the U of A, so that was yeah. like that was kind of sitting there. But yeah. then the other thing is, I looked at going to several different Christian schools, yeah. and um and just ended up. Uh, ended up just being like, no, nah, I think I'm gonna do this and yeah, and go into something where I can make money and you yeah. know, like it's that it's this back and forth of like, do I just want to do like regular, uh, like follow a normal career path, right? Uh, and 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 pursue that, or do I want to like walk into this ministry thing that I don't really understand, you know? Sure. So, um. So, so I initially went into the U of A mm-hmm. to do that. And uh, what was your major? <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've well, had, what, what did your major end up being? <laughs> a 
Let me just walk you through this. Path. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like I had like nine majors. And bef- before you feel too bad, I'm gonna have the when I when it's my turn to do this, it's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. So I started with mechanical engineering. Damn. Okay, no, never mind. It's it, not going to be the same. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. But then I didn't like that, so I switched yeah. to uh, uh, journalism, I think. Oh. <laughs> then at some point, I think I switched to uh, business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had another one in there. I can't remember the fourth one. I had four at the U of A. Mm-hmm. Then I transferred to JBU. Okay. Where I studied outdoor leadership, like camping ministry and uh, worship. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then, and then that was when I hit my first like time with depression, okay. uh, and so I had to drop out of JBU, and um, I ended up back at the U of A. My degree is in sociology. I was like two classes short of also having a a uh, degree in criminal justice, uh, <laughs> but I didn't finish that one all the way out because I started working. You're only two in classes. Ministry. You know you I know. could get those two classes. Well, though. apparently they won't let you do that. That's lame. Yeah, it's a it's a racket. So. But I mean, what do I need a degree in criminal justice for right now? Like, but why don't you need? That? I that's mean, that's fair. like that's you know, fair. if it was only two. Cl- anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I can I absolutely connect with with <laughs> um, you know going into that. What I would say a more non traditional route in a ministry, right? Which mm-hmm. there's a lot of benefit to that. But do you feel like, um, kind of in hindsight, do you appreciate your story? Or I mean, that's kind of a loaded question, right? But like, do you? Do you see anything in there like, yeah, you know, maybe I should have gone to some seminary or maybe I should have done that a little different or maybe I was running or is that just part of who you are and what it is? You know, I think is I think there's a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I, Like if you look at what my what my ministry career path is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities to uh, what my college experience was. Right. Um, like I've had a lot of different roles in the church. Right. Um, I think early on it started out as running, mm. uh, and and running from God calling me to something, but but the older I get and once I got into the ministry world, I was like, man, I really do appreciate that because because one like it exposed me to a lot of different things and uh, and taught me a lot of things I didn't want to do right. right. So that's part of it, but two like like being in a in a public university for so much of it, like exposed me to a lot of brokenness in the world and a lot of, a lot of, uh, like you just see how much people need Jesus, you know? And so, so having that experience and walking with those people in my day to day life on a really regular basis, uh, I think really that has shaped, has shaped like a lot of the why of Mm. what I do, you know? So absolutely. Um, I, I agree, and I won't get too much into um, into why, um, just for future sake, but um, there is something to that of you get that experience, and it's not um, – it's just pros and cons. I don't want to come off as, as one is better than the other. One is not better than the other. Of like getting that path of jumping this, jumping into seminary, and there's a lot of – I mean, I'm sure you feel this – biblical foundation that's grown oh, and totally. just like ministry foundation that's mm-hmm. grown in that path that I feel like I don't have either. Um, but I agree with you. Like, there's this thing that you've, you you feel like you've really experienced living with, with like the rest of people that like have their own paths and are talking about, well, I'm going to be doing this. And like, I mean, a majority of my college experiences is with folks that aren't even involved in church at all. You know, like, uh, it was a liberal arts college and uh, very much a liberal arts experience for me, you know? Um, so let's talk about, 
uh, quickly worship ministry. So you you mentioned um, kind of starting leading worship for kids, mm-hmm. uh, jumping into leading leading for a student group. I'm assuming. Um, and at Central, I know that's part of your path. It's like, you know, honestly, that's kind of part of like a normal path. It's like you start doing kids and then you do students and eventually you're on staff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I, so I started volunteering with the kids when I was in 10th grade with my dad and cause mm-hmm. they needed someone. And I yeah. was, I was just now learning guitar. So he was so. involved first. No, okay. they, they kind of asked, they asked him and then he was like, Hey, can I bring my kid along? Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and and it ended up being like a really power. We did it for something like twelve years. You know, oh, we wow. were doing it when we left. Since, oh, wow. Like when yeah. I left Central four years ago. Yeah. Um. And then as I got better, I tried out for my youth group worship band. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that was a difficult <laughs> thing to get into. Yeah. Uh, but but started doing that and and definitely had like a knack for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I liked doing it. So when I was in college. Um, when I was in college, I started interning at that same church in the youth group, yeah. uh, doing worship and like helping out with that and helping shape that. So yeah. all through college, all through college, I was I was working with students, helping develop them, yada yada yada, to to then go and lead um, lead that group. And right. and so that was like that was kind of my first real like worship job. Uh, right. I eventually transitioned into interning with our full-on worship team, uh, kind of the latter half of college. And then when I stepped into ministry out of college, my job was in student ministry, and I was I was super involved there, but it was like part of my job was was the worship aspect of it. Right. And so that was kind of where it was. Yeah. And then, you know, I did that for four years or whatever, and, uh, and our senior pastor came to me and was like, hey, listen, uh, we'd like you to consider – stepping out of student ministry and doing the worship piece full time. And so yeah. so that was when I like really transitioned into that. Um yeah. and then as you know that's how I started here. Right. So and so moving from central into Grace Point in that worship role. Um what do you think cuz like you're not in the worship role now so I think you can have a, like a little more free pass to answer this question uh <laughs> unashamedly or something. But worship culture in churches uh, just because, like, uh, um, or what I've experienced is that we have pretty much the same problems all throughout all churches. I mean, they may look a little bit different, but just speak to worship culture in general. I'm not really saying call out Central or call out Grace Point, but just what have you experienced as some things that are really good about worship culture in churches, uh, but then maybe things that we need to be focused on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, Taylor. Um you know, if I had to say, if I had to say, these are the things you see in in all of those different environments, and and I'll even kind of lump in students and kids with it. Even is that is that a worship environment typically has several different types of people who are present. You've got the people who are there who are like, "Man, I am excited to be here. I want to worship Jesus," mm-hmm. and those people exist everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and and because like these churches, both Grace Point and Central, are doing good things for the kingdom. Right. Uh, but then you also have you also have the people who who because it's part of their regular rhythm, they show up and and you know some days they're in it and some days they're right. they're distracted and all of that. And then and then you have the people who who show up to church out of obligation, you know, right. and or out of a, a like yeah, I just need to be in church and and 
and there's something cool about about that even that that God is God is very slowly prompting those people and 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 right. bringing them in, you know. Right. Um and so so it's just this giant balance of like I want to make sure that everything I do is accessible to the person who's super pumped to right. be there, but also to the person who like who really maybe doesn't want to be there. Right. And and if I had to point to like the things that are different even between mm-hmm. Grace Point and Central there's a lot there's a ton of similarities uh right. in in what we were doing uh really the biggest difference is is that coming from like a mainline denominational church mm-hmm. uh we we also had like a really a a fairly strong foundation in like in um kind of liturgical practices right. if you will you know yeah, you sure. have you have your pastoral prayer you do your uh you do your readings, you say the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed, you know, like you do right. those things on a fairly regular basis where uh, where what we do at Grace Point is just a little more uh, kind of uh, like free-flowing, right? if you will. So. Yeah. I, I would assume that coming from a worship position and because in, in worship ministry, as the worship pastor, you have to have a little bit of a global aspect of things, right? Because you're looking at not only kids, not only students, but also adults and big room. And, and honestly, it's a church-wide expression, right? Absolutely. So having that global perspective, you are now, you now hold a navigator role. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you didn't come in as a navigator. Is that correct? Yeah, that's Just right. Just the worship pastor? So you were the worship pastor, and then after a couple of years, two or three years, I can't remember, um, have moved into uh, what we call a navigator role. And uh, so if you're listening, our church has a lead pastor. We have three navigators that operate with our lead pastor and making decisions and talking about some higher-level things. Um, and so that's why Andrew, me as the worship pastor, Andrew is still my boss, and I report to him because he's a navigator over what we call our connection bucket. And so um, honestly, all things that you see online comes from Andrew. Um, a lot of the communication pieces uh, come from Andrew. So um, as a navigator, Andrew, do you feel like having that worship background has helped at all or, or has it played into it or has this been total learn new learning experience? Uh, I think it does. Uh, and, and I think the reason why is because, is and, and you know this, like you have to think the way that, that you're forced to think in like a worship pastor seat sure. is – is across a spectrum of people, uh, and 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 that's that to me is the, the huge thing is yeah. that is that I've got to be concerned about the person who's here every week, and I've got to be concerned about the person who who might be here th- two or three times a year, uh, and so having that global perspective I think is really valuable. But the right. other thing to it is is really because like you stand on the stage in front of the whole church week in and week out. Like you start to get to know people pretty quick, yeah, and and yeah. I felt like that was that was that made my transition here pretty easy. Was that I really quickly got to know a lot of people in the church and kind right. of hear their stories and and care about them that way. So right, um, it it definitely plays into it. Uh, and then the other thing with it is is it's really just you know from having all these different experiences in church definitely helps too, you know? Of course, so. yeah. Being in a couple of different places, seeing some different perspective uh, always lends a hand. 
if you were telling, if you were explaining or talking to a church member about why this navigator role is important for our church. So like I was speaking to an individual the other day and they were saying, um, yeah, I just really like how Grace Point operates because it reminds me of where I came from with having um, deacons and uh, we have a trustee board, kind of some checks and balances at the top, which is a very, a really great thing. But mm-hmm. a part of that too is this navigator role. So why is this navigator role important for our church? Yeah, so when I remember when Mike uh, pitched the role to me uh, a couple years ago, and he said, hey, listen, and I don't think he used this word, but it's the best way to explain it. Uh, he didn't go, I'm the captain here, you know, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but but like that's essentially how it operates is is Mike operates kind of as the ship captain. If yeah. Grace points a giant ship. Right. Uh, and then the role of navigators is that is that we're constantly looking at at different things like we're looking out to the the right or the left, the right. starboard in the port, you know, uh, different <laughs> things like that. And and keeping our eyes on things that he may not be able to see from his seat, right? And then and then what has made it so valuable is that between the four of us, between Mike, uh, Caleb, Nathan, and I, like we've really developed a a really close trust with each other, right? To where to where we any of us can come in at any time and say, hey, listen, I'm noticing this. I don't know if you guys are or not, but let's right. talk about it. And we're all okay to like push into each other, you know? Right. We. We, uh, none of us are afraid to disagree with one another. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, we know we've all, we're all after the same thing of that. We want to see, uh, we want to see Grace Point as a church point to Jesus Mm -hmm. and bring people to Jesus. And so we trust each other in that. And that makes all of our discussion really, really valuable and healthy. Right. It's taking a little bit of time to get there as normal. I mean, it's it's a, it's a grind. It's a process. It's like four humans in a room Mm -hmm. together. And so it just takes time. It takes time to get that trust and build that trust and get in the flow of decision-making. So how has that changed you? You feel like over the last, yeah. uh, you've been doing this for two years now, is that right? Yeah, uh, two or like three, that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how do you feel like you as a person and maybe you as a leader, you're different having to operate on a level of maybe making some harder decisions than what you were? Yeah, um, man, that, golly, that's a really good question. <laughs> Um, I've, I've, uh, I've listed out seven things myself. If you want to hear them instead, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is how you're different, Andrew. So I would say, I would say that probably the, the two like most important things that I've learned about myself in it is one, um, one, the value of being, of being honest and transparent Mm. about things, even when they're hard. Right. So, uh, so there's. There, like Mike is my boss, mm-hmm. um, but there are very few things that I'm afraid to say to him. Right. Uh, that you know that are respectful and stuff. I'm obviously, right. yeah, but yeah, yeah. but like, but like it's okay for me to walk up to him and say, "Hey, listen, I disagree with the way that we're going on this." Right. And and being okay with that. Uh, so that right. that's probably that's probably one of them. And then the other piece that I think I've really like. I've really had to learn and grow in is is because we sit at the quote unquote top right like how important it is for us as in, and for myself as an individual to to really be crystal clear in communicating into the organ into the into the church right uh, so that one what we're thinking translates properly right. but two that like, what you have to say, 
so because Taylor reports to me, like what right. you have to say is heard on backup. Sure. You know, sure. and and that and sounds super easy, by the way. Super easy. <laughs> yeah. Because like at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, our role is very much to advocate. Right. Uh, for the body, you know. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. So um, I appreciate that dive into navigation because I think it's an obscure role. I yeah. think for some people to understand, like, what do you mean you have a navigator at the church? Like, that's why I say to people, like, yeah, our navigators, and they're like, what do you mean navigators? So I appreciate the dive into that. Let's shift a little bit into online church. We've had a crazy shift. Um, and I think this is like future podcast stuff of Grace Point Online. What does Grace Point Online look like? Why on earth would we put resources into being an online church? Um, so if you could speak to how we've shifted a little bit, maybe some different thought processes, or just about why you think online is a platform. Because uh, l- let me let me prep this a little bit because I think something you said was interesting to me one time. You said that our online presence should be less of a window into what we're doing and more of a mission field into reaching people for Jesus, right? So, like, hopefully, I think you said that. Maybe that was, like, an inspiring podcast I listened to. At the very um, worst, I agree uh, with <laughs> No, that was something you said. And so I love that. I love that mindset of let's think of online as a mission field. So if you could speak to why you're passionate about that mindset. Yeah, you know, um, it's we are almost a year out from when uh, when we first made the decision the decision to go online. Right. It was a Friday night, March 13th, uh, 2020. And we had to make that pivot, uh, in two days, like 36 yes. hours total. Yes, we did. Um, I remember jumping on a, we all got on, we're on a yeah. zoom call. Like Taylor was, yeah. uh, you know, it was just chaos. But, but what we really quickly learned was that, that the role of online could function in two areas. One is that, uh, is that online, through COVID has functioned in a way of helping us keep our church connected. Right. And and we want to do that and we need to do that. Right. But then the other thing, and this is what's so cool, is that the byproduct that we've seen is that is that there are people who are ending up connecting to Grace Point uh because of our online expression. And 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 so I'm, I'm, I right. can think of several individuals right now who it's like, hey, I was just scrolling through Facebook and and caught a service. Right. And while we want them to catch the service, more importantly than that is we want them to connect in. Right. So that way they might come to know Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, and so so when it comes to like what the future of that looks like as we return more and more to in-person worship, like our goal with online is going to continue to be to connect our church. But it's more and more going to be this like this first opportunity that someone has to connect with us. Right. And, and because our world lives on their computers yeah. and their phones. Yeah. Screens and, are a part of things. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so we want to be present there. Right. Uh, just like, just like we see an opportunity to, uh, to do ministry in Greece, right. uh, to refugees, same mm. thing. Like right. there are people in our neighborhood who don't know Jesus and we right. have an opportunity to be where they are yeah. and to to speak into that. So from what you're saying, it sounds like we need to go talk to Caleb about how to create an online partnership 
and get some of those global funds. Yeah, that's into right. The, into the stream. Like, hey, Caleb, can you hook us up with <laughs> yeah. 50K, please? Uh, yeah, yeah, budgetary. And uh, yeah, please don't explain to people how much it costs to do that because <laughs> everyone will cry as long as, uh, uh, with us. Everyone will cry yeah. with us. But it's it's so fun, it man. Is, yeah. It is, And it's so cool. Like, uh, last week I got to have coffee with a guy who... It was the first time I got to meet him in real life. Mm, oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who who started coming to Grace Point uh, through the online right. deal. And and I'm just, I'm so amped for, to do more and more of that yeah. as, we, as we continue to move forward, you know. Can I ask you a polarizing question? Please. Online church or in-person church? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not asking you which one is right or wrong. I'm asking you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think either is. I don't think either is wrong. Um, uh-huh. I I personally prefer to connect with people. Not not. It's not really like the connecting with people, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that we're all standing in a room singing the same thing together, right. and we can hear each other. Right. Um. You know. So so I love that, and right. and am really grateful for it. Yeah. But also like, there's a lot of cool. We get to have a lot of really cool. Uh, like personal conversations mm. in the online realm because Absolutely. of the the back and forth nature of it that we don't get to you know I'm not gonna walk up to you in the middle of Mike's message <laughs> and be like hey listen uh, can you pray for me about this thing right. you know but we get to have that interaction online exactly great answer um, I think we're we might be a little tainted because standing on stage in in front of an empty room is no fun at all <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it's it is good. It is something. It's an interesting dynamic to say that you can personally connect with people online, um, and there's a lot of safety sometimes for people to even share burdens and share. I need prayer for this in a message, right. as opposed to, hey, let me meet you face to face for the first time and then spill my guts. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't normally happen. Like it's a little safety online in that way. Yeah, um, and and I'll say this with it too, like. We, our goal with everybody that we encounter online is, is we want to eventually have some face-to-face interaction, you know, because like, that's how Jesus came. Like Jesus came incarnate, you know, Uh, in flesh, you know? And so, um, so we want to, it's really becoming this kind of marriage Mm. of our online expression with different in-person things as well, you know? Absolutely. As the church should be, right? As the church should be. Uh, man, I appreciate you sitting with me. We're going to wrap for today uh, because you're going to be on more and more podcasts because we're, we're friends. Ish. We're friends. We're friends-ish. Uh, so I appreciate it. If you want to connect with Andrew, you have more questions about maybe what we've talked about or you just want to send uh, an encouraging note or something, do it online. Yeah. Sunday morning online. That's right. Yeah, you can email him at andrew uh, at gracepointcharts.net or Andrew's the one like in the comments most of the time on our streams uh, commenting what's up everybody or like yep. post your favorite emoji or something like that love so, a good emoji a good, good emoji yeah uh, so you can connect with Andrew in that way um, or like I said I would love to see some encouragement come down the, the pipeline for him uh, remember as you're listening to this subscribe in whatever way that you listen to podcasts um, make sure to subscribe to Grace Point Direct because um, as we move through this More Than a Minister series and as we get into other stuff too it's just going to be more more interesting things hitting uh like we have a, an episode that's going to hit hopefully before easter um about this interesting thing called perspectability and i'm just going to leave it there at that uh so um it's going to be really fun uh to do uh, also jump in the app store download the grace point app uh turn on notifications 
um, and you can get different things, uh, different uh, push notifications from the app as stuff hits in there. You can give in there. You can um, also, which is something really important, do prayer requests and connect in with our staff through the app. And uh, Andrew's been working very hard on that. Tim Logan's been ver working very hard on that. Uh, so jump in there. The, the biggest way you can appreciate them for that is download the app. So, That's right. Yeah. Um, hey, and as we know, as a church, we want to always show and share Jesus in everyday conversations with everyday people. Live sent. Live sent. Live sent.